Lesson for today, uh, summer quarter 2021, unit one, Jesus teaches about faith. This will be lesson number three for June the 20th, 2021. Uh, we want to welcome you to the Sunday School lesson uh, for today. The devotional reading comes from Proverbs, the third chapter, verses one through eight. The background scripture comes from Matthew's, the ninth chapter. 18th through the 26th verse, Mark the 5th chapter, the 21st through the 43rd verse, Luke the 8th chapter, the 40 through 56th verse, and our print passages come from Matthew's the 9th chapter, 18 through 26. Our key verse for today, Jesus turned him about, when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good Comfort, thy faith has made thee whole, and the woman was made whole from that hour. Matthew, the ninth chapter, and the twenty-second verse. A healing touch, a healing touch is our subject for today. A healing, a healing touch. As a result of experiencing this lesson, as a result of experiencing this lesson, the participants should be able to do these things. Examine the nature of the faith involved in the healing of the woman and the girl in the passage. Sense the power of God to bring life and healing to their loved ones. And third, rejoice in the healing power of God as manifested in their own lives. Some key terms for today's lesson. This is a Greek word, which is kat yodu, to asleep. Jesus referred to death as sleep. Uh, faith, this is a Greek word, petis, belief, trust, confidence, fidelity, faithfulness. Follow. This is a Greek word, akalothi, or attended to, went with. Heal, this is also a Greek word, to be saved, preserved, to rescue, to make whole. Ruler, it's a Greek word, akon, leader, take courage, verse uh, 22, Greek term. To be of good courage, be of good cheer, comfort, relief, be of good comfort. Touch uh, is a Greek word called back to me. I hear to laid hold of. This lesson um, matters because people often look to others to help them with their health issues. What does healing come from? Where does healing come from? Jesus told the woman with the issue of blood that she was healed because of her faith and told Jairus that his daughter was healed and restored to life. The lesson focus. Sickness, illness, ailments do not discriminate. As adults, we have personally experienced times of illness, great or small. Even if you have been extremely fortunate to have never been even the slightest case of 
the sniffles, you can probably attest to knowing of someone personally who has experienced illness. We recognize that at some point in our lives, we may be devoted caregivers to a loved one who is sick or ailing, or we may be recipients of loving care during a period of physical or mental frailty. Because of the love we have for those who are ailing, despite the sacrifice, we are willing to take bold and audacious action to help foster healing and restoration to help. Devoted parents will go virtually any length to save their children. Children of, of aging parents is and ill health will likely exhaust every means at their disposal to extend and improve their quality of life. When loved ones fall sick, we cling to our faith. We have heard the stories and witnessed the modern-day miracles of those who have been sick and made well, those who were given a date with death yet survived, and others who have been saved and sustained. Our personal experiences, the testimonies of others, and stories from the world, the Word of God, strengthen our faith and remind us and remind us that our God is a healer. Now let's look at the lesson in context. It is customary for Jewish rabbis to lay hands <clears throat> on the sick while praying for the Lord to bless them. The leaders of the synagogue. Jairus may have previously witnessed Jesus or other rabbi praying in this way. Jewish religious leaders would long continue the custom of laying on of hands, but the practice was unheard of in the case of those who were ceremonial unclean according to the law. When someone died, it was customary for a musician to gather and play melancholy tunes to stir up the grief and mourning of those in attendance. You can see this in Matthew, the ninth chapter, and the 23rd verse. Often wailers would lead the mourning outcry or weeping. The hemorrhaging women touched the, the tassel of Jesus' prayer, saw a symbol of God's commandment and a reminder to be holy. This part of Jesus' robe as worn by priests of the day and still done so today, and as is a sacred piece of the robe, reaching out to touch the tassel expressed the woman's faith in the power of Israel, God to heal as well as in Jesus, one sent from God. The woman's condition involved ritual uncleanness and thus was a source of shame as well as physical discomfort. Instead of spreading her uncleanness to Jesus, the purity of her heart and her utter and complete trusting touch invited Jesus to impart healing and transformation. Jesus' healing touch restored and delivered both the woman and the girl back to their respective communities. Their encounters with Christ reunited them with families and communities to which they belonged. Strong faith invited the healing touch of Jesus to intervene and save them both. Let's look at the insights for this lesson. As believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we understand that God's respond to those who approach him by faith. When we have a need, we must approach 
God in faith without wavering. Those who doubt him need not expect anything of him. You can see that in James, the first chapter, verses uh, 6 through 7. Our relationship with Jesus gives us direct access to God, allowing us to connect with him simply by speaking words of prayer. We approach God properly by removing any distraction that can hinder our interaction with him. Removing distractions allow us to clearly commune with the one who is always able to help us. God cares about every matter than concern us that includes our help. Let us continue. Exploration. The Christian must never be fearful of approaching God with personal needs. It is not selfish to seek God's guidance and help in personal matters. We believe in God's power over life, death, and in healing. We trust, we thus believe that we must remain faithful in all things under our circumstances. Under our circumstances. The faithfulness includes our recognizing that God does not always heal according to human desires or demand. He always moves within his divine limb and will. While he desires healing and avoidance of pain, while we desire healing and avoidance of pain, we understand that God is sovereign and that even the acceptance of death is a sign of our faith and trust in God. Let's look at the commentary. This is Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 18th through the 19th verse. While we spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and a worshiper of him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. Faith. What is faith? Do you have the faith? Do you have the faith to believe in Jesus Christ, God Almighty, our Creator? The synagogue ruler who came to Jesus seeking a miracle for his daughter is Jairus of Capernaum. There were two officers in a synagogue. One was the bishop or overseer of the congregation, and the other was the head of the ruler of the congregation. Overseers would select the passage from the book of the law to be read to the congregation and give it to the ruler, which is the office Jarius held to read us, select someone to read during services. Jesus and Jarius most likely had met and taken part in a service together. If so, it would have been Jarius' chance to hear Jesus' teaching ability and perhaps to witness some of the miracles Jesus performed at the synagogue and throughout the region. Matthew summarized several details into a concise narrative. Mark and Luke record that Jesus first said he, she was dying and was later informed by the messenger that she had died. The remarkable components of the text is that Jairus is the synagogue ruler. While not a member of the Sahedrin Council, he was a man of notable esteem and regard. 
he demonstrated the utmost humility by going to Jesus, bowing before him, worshiping him. Many Jewish leaders would have considered Jairus' approach to Jesus as sacrilegious, especially in that Jesus was not yet being heralded as the Messiah. A rebuke from his colleagues would have been potentially detrimental to his religious career. Luke's account refers to the girl as Jairus' only daughter, while Mark called her his little daughter. Both accounts convey the sense that the girl was precious to Jairus. In times of crisis, every believer should have the faith to go to Jesus with everything that is precious to us. Do you have the faith to go to Jesus with things that are precious to you? Your family, your children, your job, your home, your careers, your everyday ups and downs in life. Do you have enough faith to go to Jesus? Take these issues to Jesus in faith. Take these issues to Jesus in faith. All right. Let's look at Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 20th through the 22nd verse. But here's a question for you. Describe the time when you faced a desperate challenge that only the Lord could handle. How did you respond? Let me ask that question again. You that are listening to me speak here, you know personally what that situation is. And that is, describe a time when you face a desperate challenge that only the Lord could handle. How did you respond? Okay, let's go to Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 20th and 22nd, 20 through the 22nd verse. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched me him of his garment. The woman had been troubled with this issue for 12 years of bleeding. For she said unto herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. That shows right there her faith in the power of Jesus Christ as a healer. She said to herself, If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. What powerful faith. Do you have that type of faith, knowing that once you do something, the completion of the task is done due to your faith? But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole, and the woman was made whole from that hour. Powerful, isn't it? Faith is a powerful thing. While en route to the house of Jairus, Jesus was approached from behind by a woman suffering from hemorrhaging disease with an issue of blood for 12 years. The element is ceremonial defiling. According to the law, the nature of the woman's infirmity restricted her from social interactions. Mingling in crowds and worshiping in synagogue or even engaging her own family be because of the ceremony uncleanness, she would not have been allowed to touch a rabbi or any man for that matter. 
The hem of his garment refers most likely to the tassel on each of the four corners of Jesus' outer garment, worn by Israelites in accordance with Numbers 15 and 8 and Deuteronomy 12, 22 and 12. Again, Matthew condenses the account but notes that Jesus made clear to the woman that faith is not the tassel had allowed her to obtain this cue. Again, let's read that. Matthew condensed the account but notes that Jesus made clear to the woman that faith, faith, F-A-I-T-H, not the tassel on him, had allowed her to obtain this cure. Miraculously healing Jesus openly confronts, confronts the woman who boldly yet secretly pursues his healing touch. Publicity, Jesus referred to the woman who had been an outcast as daughter. This is a comforting word showing connection, family love, and a warm welcome to the security, joy of life, free from 12-year burden. Faith, not the tassel, but the woman's faith had healed her. Jesus offered words of comfort to the woman at just the right time. Despite her own hesitation and fears, she had come to great faith. When Jesus turned to see who had touched him, he stood, she stood trembling, uncertain of whether he would rebuke her for her boldness. By faith, the woman had risked all to reach for Jesus. His gentle declaration that her faith had made her whole is a statement of salvation. Her faith was the type needed for saving grace. It fully restored her, not only from her disease, but also from every consequences associated with her disease, just making her whole again, whole enough to love and live as a daughter of the King. Okay, um, let us continue with the Sunday School lesson. Um, um, we will go continue with uh, Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 23rd through the 26th verse. And it reads, And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minister and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place for the maid, is not dead but asleep, and they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame hereof went abroad unto all that land. The awesome power of Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the Creator, our Creator. As Jesus continues his journey, the flute players and other mourners had gathered for the ancient funeral pageantry. They traditionally gathered and played in time of death and calamity. The Jews routinely hired performers to set the mood during funeral processions with mournful laments. Uh, they were making... Uh, um, I don't know what do you call that. Um, um, 
there just 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 doesn't seem to be um, the right time to be doing what they're doing and folks doing things that are not real. Look like mourning should be real, crying should be real. If you want to sing, that should be real, not just somebody paid to make noise and commotions during the death and seriousness of situations, but that's the way it was. As Jesus continues his junior, the flute players and mourners gathered for their ancient funeral pageantry. Jesus occasionally referred to those whom others counted as dead as merely sleeping. The statement is neither a mistaken opinion by Jesus nor a literal truth that she was merely unconscious nor the opportunity for saints to engage in an argument that death is the soul sleep. Rather, it was spoken by Jesus in light of what he was doing, going to do. The fact that if he says it, then it is so, because he is God. If he says it, that settles it. She is not dead, as to continue under the power of death, but shall be raised from this physical death state as one who physically, who, one who is physically well. Because Jesus is God, whatever he speaks becomes reality. Whatever he speaks becomes reality. Hearing Jesus' words, those present began to laugh Jesus to scorn. This is a contemptuous laugh, one filled with disdain and disrespect. They could not believe that anyone would make such a statement that reference to someone for whom traditional funeral songs were already being played. Jesus took no pause or regard for the laughter. He continued his work, putting them out, entering the room, taking the girl by hand. People whose situations seem dead or beyond hope often exhibit great signs of life when entrusted by faith to Jesus. The news of this healing spread throughout the region in spite of Christ's warning against any publicity. God received glory for his magnificent miracles. Share a time when all seemed lost when you trusted in Jesus against the odds. What is the greatest challenge of preserving in faith while you are surrounded by others' doubt? Faith in Jesus Christ. Faith. All right. We want to uh, close out the lesson with the woman in the text wrestled with her medical condition for 12 years. But um, prolonged challenges have you, what prolonged challenges have you wrestled with over time? What does it mean to trust God in the face of persistent problems that you cannot solve? Or, excuse me, improve despite your best effort. Pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit to lead you and reveal the answer to your situation. Think of someone you know who desperately needs God's intervention in his or her situation. Connect with the person and agree to join with prayer with him or her. Expect God to do what only he can. 
The good news is that Jesus is still touching lives and transforming desperate situations today. If there is an area of your life in which you need the powerful touch of Jesus, bring it to Jesus, believing and celebrating by faith that nothing too hard for God. Many people do not believe in the reality and the power of Jesus' healing touch. God has touched all the believers so they can touch others with love, encouragement, and the hope of the gospel whose life will you touch for Jesus. Again, the question is, whose life will you touch for Jesus? Now, next week's lessons will be Sunday, June the 27th. It's an amazing feat. The devotional reading is going to come out of Isaiah, the 38th chapter, the 16th through the 20th verse. The background scripture is going to come from Matthew, the 14th chapter, the 22nd and, and uh, 20 through the 33rd verse. And the printed text will come out of Matthew, the 14th chapter as well, the 22nd through the 33rd verse. We hope that you will be paying attention to the lesson next week, which will be Monday. Uh, June the 21st through June the 27th. And um, June the 21st, let's sing of the Lord's faithfulness. That's going to come out of Isaiah, the 38th chapter, 16th through the 21st. Tuesday, June the 22nd, the Baptist dies for the faith. That's going to be Matthew, the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 12. Wednesday the 23rd, the crowd... Hungers is satisfied as Matthew, the 14th chapter, 13th through the 21st verse. Then on Thursday, June the 24th, believe the one sent to you. That'll come from John, the 6th chapter, the 22nd through the, through the 29th verse. Then on Friday, June the 25th, the sick are healed. That'll come out of Matthew, the 14th chapter, verses 34 through 36. Then on Saturday, June the 26th, Speak confidently to civil authorities. Mark the 13th chapter, the 9th through 12th verse. Then on Sunday, the 4th Sunday, uh, June the 27th, uh, survival of the fearful, doubtful, needed. Uh, that'll be Matthew the 14th chapter, the 22nd to 33rd verse. Our closing prayer for today. Lord, help us to live healthier lifestyles. Teach us to live by faith, accepting that even in our stages of sickness, you heal by faith. Help us to lay our cares upon you, because you alone are able to turn every situation around, and for our good and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On behalf of all of us at Antioch Baptist Church, Reverend William Oliver, our pastor, Sister George Oliver, our first, first lady, and Miss Lisa Starr, our clerk, all the deacons, and all of us here at Antioch. We thank you, and God willing, we will listen and teach to you next Sunday, um, June the 27th, when our subject will be an amazing feat. Until next week, God bless and take care.